oh, Chris, you're so funny. Like, you could say that. Like, I don't know. Just yeah, we could open with a... I could open with a natural laugh. I'd have to practice a natural laugh. Yeah, your like, laugh's ha, not ha, natural. Ha, oh. ha. No, that's Cold. not good at all. Very cutting laugh you've got. It actually makes me scared. Really? Yeah, oh. like, it's not a... Like, it's not a happy sound. Oh, it's just... I'm... That's sad. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to scare people when I laugh. As long as you don't have like that laugh, it sounds like you're gasping for air. Like sometimes you laugh and you're like, I, I literally can't breathe. And that's that's not ideal. No, we not look. Neither of us have a good laugh. Let's. <laughs> This is Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, and you are listening to the dialogue box. You are in the dialogue box. Yay! Yay! Hello. Okay, that sounded. Hello, how are you? Chris you know, Slight? Gwen. Despite the fact that we've been talking for an hour, I don't know if we specifically asked how the other was. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I'm really good actually, because last weekend Overwatch was free. <gasps> did you play it? I did play it. This is spoilers to the audience. Chris already knows I played it. I was like, hey, Chris. <laughs> Don't ruin today, it. Today, let's talk about Overwatch because I actually played it. I promised. So um, I'm making a game right now and it's a third person shooter. And I think everybody knows I don't play a lot of shooters. Um, And uh, I was casting around for what is a shooter that people who don't traditionally like shooters would like. Specifically that I would like because um, I want to enjoy my my, you know, learning about shooters time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Overwatch is recommended to me. And then Overwatch was made free for a weekend. So <gasps> I'm like, all right, this star's aligned here. I guess I should play the hell out of this game. And so I did. So I spent a weekend playing Overwatch. Um, what, did, what did you play it on? What, a PC. Oh, I you did didn't, it You didn't even ask wrong. me. I Well, it was... Yeah, you're right. It was I'm a snap right decision. Here. It was a snap decision. You're on the other side of the world. Uh, the pond. The ocean. But you are literally, I could have called you in Skype and asked. That was probably what I should have done. Maybe. I, don't, I wanted the, the real experience. I made a snap decision. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's free. All right, I'll play it. I played it. I um, I, I woke up on a Saturday and I was like, oh, this is free. All right, I'm going to play it. And it was great because I did that. I played with um, a pickup group of just other people who were also playing their very first game. This was a great time to get into it because everybody was playing Overwatch this weekend. Uh, that I was playing with, it was also their first time playing it. So we all got to be idiots together. You don't get that thing you get in all games where uh, if you try to pick up a game that's been out for a while, everyone just crushes you and you don't have any fun and then it you just bounce off of it. So I didn't have that. Uh, it was, uh, I want to give a shout out to Matt Bame, who did all of the, uh, well, not all of, but he did a lot of the hand animations for Overwatch. And I thought he did an excellent job you know it's a it's a weird skill it's um doing first person hand animations and making that look right and making it look good is a a specialty within a specialty it's like a it's gotta be right yeah like how do you make it not look like a static u shape just holding a log sort of bobbing from side to side they actually just look like hands to the point that you tend not to actually pay too much attention to them because they're natural 
That's true. When it's done right, you don't think about it. You don't think about the fact that if you're a human being and like in real life, you don't see your hands when you walk around. No, you don't so hold you, the gun in, directly under your nose. It's completely unnatural. You're not doing what's when you're a person who animates player hands, you're not animating something that we actually experience in real life. You're animating something that people expect should be with you're giving people feedback in a way that feels like it could possibly be natural, but totally isn't. Uh, like you're nobody walks around with their arms in front of their face in the way that that the arms are in front of your camera, right? And and the way the camera has to bob and the hands have to bob with your motion, um, but not in a way that makes you nauseous. It's also a very technical thing. Um, it's it, it's incredibly difficult to do. It's uh, when you animate hands, your work is constantly being stretched and changed because a designer will decide, no, a reload should take twice as long for balance reasons, and now they're playing your animation at half speed. You have to redo your work constantly. Matt Bame did all of. Uh, I sat next to him for Bioshock Infinite. He did all the hand animations, all of the hand animations for Bioshock Infinite. Oh wow! Really? Um, yeah. Every freaking one. He was the guy for it. Um, that was kind of his wheelhouse. So he's been doing player hands for a long time. But I can tell you on Bioshock, just uh, so say you you have a gun in one hand and you're using a plasmid with your other hand mm -hmm. and then you reload. Mm -hmm. How does that occur? These are the kinds of things. It's true. Also I didn't think while about you're it. moving. So like you're moving. So your hands need to be bobbing. Uh, and you're shooting maybe a rifle, which is usually a two-handed weapon with one hand, so that already looks weird. And you, you're holding a plasmid uh, with your left hand, and you have to reload. And so he's got to come up with ways to solve all of these problems, and all these animations have to blend together. Uh, it's just a very technical, difficult field. Uh, and it's something that's really underappreciated. Like, I found myself, just as you were describing that, like doing the physical like you were saying you're holding a rifle so i had my hand out and i was like rifle plasmid other hand like and i'm like how would i do that like i guess you've got to sit there and figure that out i guess that's all part of animation maybe yeah you got to figure it out and you've got to work within an existing system that uh i mean there's only so many one-off cases like that you can make so you've got to kind of some of it you saw through acting choices some of these things you solve um by begging a programmer to help you make an edge case for the for the specific reload animations. Reload animations are always a pain in the ass. Oh really? Um yeah, usually. Uh just How come? Oh, because so you're you want to communicate to the player that they are taking their hand off of the weapon and getting ammo out of somewhere, probably on their body and then putting mm -hmm. it back into the weapon. Uh meanwhile, you if a character is moving around like um if you're physically moving in the world, which you almost always are in a shooter, your arms are probably bobbing a bit with your motion, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you don't want your arms to bob on your left arm because that has to go to a very specific place. Uh, so you And you technically, you reload a gun in a game way faster than you would ever reload something in real life. Yeah. So it's already like an, a kind of abstract imaginary motion that you're making uh, when you're doing a reload animation. And then you... You have to do it very quickly. Also, the designer is going to change the amount of time this takes about 50 times before the game actually ships. So you're going to redo this over and over and over. And it has to work with your, your locomotion system, whatever is making your arms bob. Um, and when you pair that with... Uh, when you look down in most shooters, you don't see your body. Mm. So where is the arm physically going relative... Generally, in... A lot of your, your hand animations are tied to the camera. 
So if the camera looks down, your arms look down too. And you don't think about that as a player. Um, but like if you look at your feet, then your arms are reaching down towards your feet. And then if you reload, your arms are going below the camera. So your arm is what? In the air behind you? Right? Yeah, I get like, you. Like if you think about the actual motion, a lot of it makes no freaking sense. Mm. In Bioshock, it was particularly weird because we didn't um, sync up the camera with the hands. <laughs> huh. It was really kludgy. The uh, the player camera was um, kind of would like uh, when you run around it, it would bob up and down to simulate that you're you're moving through the world. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your vision goes up and down, right? Um, and there was no information for that onto the player hands. The player hands were just parented underneath that, and then would animate whatever they were going to do. So the the so head that was bob separate. Yeah, so the head bob and the arm bob were not at all in sync. Whereas in Overwatch, I noticed they are. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I was playing as the gorilla at one point. Winston, yeah. I, w I was going to, once we got, I was going to ask you what your favorite stuff about Overwatch was because I love Overwatch so much. But uh, I, We can talk about the design and stuff too if, when we're totally. done like, nerding no, totally, out. No, totally, totally, totally. Like the animation stuff is, is just happens to be what I'm a specialist in. But Yeah, um, I'm super interested. Please go ahead. I thought... Uh, I thought the gorilla was going to present a very interesting, difficult problem. Uh, and when I saw that you could play as a gorilla, I was wondering if they would take that all the way. Like, would you actually see your hand hit the ground? Yeah. Would you put your hand in world space? Like, your uh, for one thing, I thought it was interesting. They they had the gorilla run in such a way where the um, the right hand is always up, so the right hand always has the weapon, mm -hmm. uh, which makes which is good. Obviously, like you have to do that. Uh, and I was wondering if they would have try to make it so that the left hand would actually be in world space and like hit the ground rather than uh, having the orientation be in like camera space, uh, which I don't think they did. Um, but they they sold it. It feel they because the camera and the arm sinks or at least yeah. I think they sink. They really did sell that like you're you're jumping up and down off of your arm like I, it feels different yeah. than being a human. I thought 100%. they they pulled. I thought they pulled that out pretty well. I oh, was... I think so. The weight of playing as Winston, I think, is so impressive. And mm -hmm. you feel stronger and more powerful than you do with other characters. And yeah. a lot of that is the way he moves. Like, the way you bound through the world and the the speed with which you move in comparison to other people. They've got the camera, Bob. It feels kind of perfect. For, it just all syncs up with the fact that he's using more limbs. <laughs> like other characters to move and i love i love that i love that they have a unique camera bob for each player yeah i love that winston has his own camera bob because that's actually not very common uh but it's something that obviously overwatch needed and they they executed on very well i thought um Man, i love blizzard same thing as like so bastion you like you're like you hit the ground boom you have that moment where you're heavy and you yep. lift and then you hit the ground again like you you feel the weight of that character um and you feel it because because of the camera bob you know and like just so much of the feel is very well, effectively the, done what i love about bastion is they also communicate how weak he is via his movements because he feels kind of shaky like as you move he's kind of like they're doing the transform and stuff and even as you run it feels like a kind of not like the screen's not shaking but when i play him i feel more vulnerable because he is a more vulnerable character and I feel that's communicated by him being a little bit shaky. Yep. I agree. I, I thought that was really well it's done. so smart. Like, like, because I could talk about Overwatch all day. Cause... Do so. I've got nothing to do. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. 
<laughs> oh, my door. Sorry. That's fine. It's all go oh, here today. So, what was I going to say? The, um... Before the door. You think I should get a Wii U? I think you should get a Wii U, because I got a Wii U about a year ago, and it was at a time where it was like, there's about 10 games for this that are really good, and it doesn't cost a lot, and you can just buy it with this installed set of cool games, and it's like, okay, sweet. Hmm. I, I, I've had a lot of fun with my Wii U. Like You are the only person I know that has said that. <laughs> really? Um, oh man, like I, I'm not a big Nintendo like, fan. The Wii U is the first console from Nintendo that I've actually spent a lot of time on. I didn't grow up with Nintendo. I Nintendo had not been a factor in my life, but I really because it was a big hole in my knowledge in terms of like it was a cultural touchstone that I had nothing to do with. It was like I should know more about Nintendo, and I was like, you know what, I can get a Wii U, and I can get a lot of two-player games on it because that seems like a fun thing to do. Like couch carp kind of games, and I've yeah. had so much fun with it. Like Super Super Mario, the Super Mario 3D World. I heard that was good. Yeah, oh, it's so fun. Like it's so fun. Like it's a lot of fun to play. And there's a like Splatoon. Splatoon is fun. Splatoon looks good. Oh, you don't need so a Wii U to fun. play Splatoon though. Yeah, you, you do. Can play that. Or you're gonna wait for you the do? Switch. Yeah, you need. It's only on the Wii U. Oh, I've just seen so many videos of it. I assumed it's only on the Wii U. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I should know that. That's embarrassing. That. <laughs> but but it, I thought it was I thought it was cross platform and I was wrong. No, no, I'm it's thinking a of uh, Plants for Zombies Garden Warfare is on oh, everything. Oh yes, and Splatoon is Splatoon is the one with the paint. Yeah, that yes. one's cute. Oh, yeah. that one is super cute. It's so fun. It's so fun. You should you should get one. I'll play it with you. The cool thing is as well, like it's only Japanese people that seemingly play Splatoon online anymore. Because every time I log in, it's just all Japanese names, and I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm playing with people well, in Japan. Now you're building your audience in Japan. <laughs> True. This is excellent. But uh, yeah, Mario Kart's super fun on there as well. The online works really well. With Ma- I can lay in bed playing online Mario Kart and with people from all around the world and it's oh it's so much fun yeah i'd get one they're super fun it's a okay. fun machine i i mean it's a hard sell right now because right now i'm probably like the nx is coming out uh it's true and there's they're releasing a bunch of games on that again like splatoon seemingly coming out on the nx so you could just get it on that yeah so there's like i could wait and get the next console yeah, generation also I'd there's just like am i gonna do I have a PS4 and I have an Xbox One, so I probably won't get this, at least not immediately, get, like, these mid-console upgrades. Yeah. You know, like, this mid... Oh, you mean, like, what, like, the Pro and... Yeah, like, I I don't want a PS4 Pro. I don't don't have a 4K TV, so it's kind of lost on me. I thought the PS4 also the highlighted that's VR too, right? Like the PS. Yeah, but VR just makes me sick. So yeah, <laughs> there's no advantage. I am the one of the admittedly few consumers, I guess, or actually probably not. Actually, like this is the thing. I know if I was still working in a game shop, I would not recommend the PS4 Pro to the average person that's going to come up to me and ask for an opinion, which people mm. would, and I would say I wouldn't bother. I'd just get the the normal one, like the slim one. Do you have a 4K TV? If the answer is no, I'd say, no point. Wouldn't bother. It doesn't do enough to warrant the price at the moment. Just get the normal one. And that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it, Gwen. <laughs> said right. that like I was just giving like, my opinion. No, that's good. So, you know, listener, get listener. a Wii U. Don't, don't get a... <laughs> Make the smart choice. Buy the Wii U. <laughs> 
by the old Nintendo system yeah. that is about to be replaced. This is what Chris Light believes you should do. That's why I'm such a success in this industry, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that you're honest and talk about price a lot because a lot of people don't do that. Uh, no, I don't. I think it's because I I don't know if it's because I worked in retail for so long, but I would interact with a lot of like families the people that come up to you and would ask for information are the people that aren't going on any games websites their parents that whose kids want a games machine or they're people that haven't bought a games machine for ages so all my interactions would be with people like that and price is a huge factor for these people it and like <laughs> they would ask all the time like with the different hard drive sizes and stuff they'd be like well, that's 70 quid more is it worth me paying that it's like okay all right let's break down right. what you want to do with it and stuff like that and then you can figure it out from there and yeah price is a huge factor i don't well, know why chris, people don't talk about that more chris light it's Hello. about to be black friday in america and in the what uk you... we do it here now oh nice so what should people buy uh, what would you tell a family to buy for Christmas for their, oh, if their they, children and such? Okay. Oh, you're genuinely interested in what my sales technique? Yes. Yeah, so, like, okay. what would you? You're so you're working at GameStop. You've come yeah. right up and you've come up to because this would genuinely happen specifically at Christmas or Black Friday as well. They come in and be like, "Games machine, which one? <laughs> like, I have no idea which one should I get for my kid. Do you want kid or you? What do you want? Because kid begins with a different question. Uh, okay, let's do uh. Well, usually if you want to buy one for you, you know what you want already, right? Yeah, true, I guess. Although one, I had a couple of guys come in and be like, I just want a game. They seemed rich, though, and they didn't seem to care what they got. So it was like... Those are the people that should get PSVR stuff. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Like, they, I'd recommend you, them like, fucking you're, everything. You're rich. You got, like, <laughs> you got disposable income. You're going to bring some hot chicks over and like yeah. show them VR. And they'll be like, oh, this is crazy. This is, like The gimmicks will be exciting. You're yeah. mostly looking for a gimmick anyway. VR... Right now, if you're just looking for like an exciting gimmick, because that's kind of oh, where VR, VR is totally for the, the moment, yeah. this is the time to do that. And I imagine, all right, so we, we figured out what you would tell random rich guy. Okay, but you're going to assume parent. consumer people who are listening to this already yeah. know what they would get. Of course they do. So, so what would like like dumb parent walks in? Uh, <laughs> uneducated on games. I, exactly. I don't consider them dumb. They just don't, aren't interested in this, and they're not even buying it for them. So I'm like, I have a I have a ten year old daughter. Yeah. I want to get her a game system. What do I get her? Well, my first question is always, uh, do you know what their friends play? Like, because chances are Ooh. they're super influenced by what their friends play. Do you know what their friends play? And normally if they had no, because the, the reason for that is that they're going to want to play with their friends online and they're also going to want to borrow each other's games. So if yes. you get them the Xbox, but all their friends have got a PlayStation, they're going to not have the right console and they're not going to be happy with it. So if you know that, that's going to dictate it a lot. If that yeah. isn't a factor, then you it's know, like... You know, that's true for adults too. Oh, like, it if is. You get, like, the, if you get the PS4, like you're not friends with me anymore because you don't exist. <laughs> it's more like, well, okay, we all want to play FIFA together, but I got the Xbox. <laughs> we don't, I can't we play don't play with any of you. Yeah, we don't play FIFA in America. It's not uh, our Madden, we, sorry. Yeah. Madden, there you go. See, I okay. play Madden. I love American I football. I now We've understand. discussed this, but... <laughs> okay, if I say Madden. All right, so you want Madden, but yeah, that. But yeah, the next thing's sort of like... Okay, so you know what? You, if that's not a factor, then it's like, cool. Well, what do, do you know what sort of games they like? Because that's a big thing. Like, it's like, do they like Mario? 
like do they super go on about Mario all the time or Pokemon or whatever? Because then you're going I Nintendo. Think kids, kids are always going to lean Nintendo, right? Not for the most part. really. Not not in my experience anyway. Like we sell more. We'd sell more DSs to older people, like elderly people, than we would kids. I don't know if that's weird. Like a UK thing. I don't. I genuinely don't know. But we sold a lot more DSs to elderly people. Like there was a lot of old people that played DS and loved it. You got all these puzzle games and stuff, like hidden stuff, hidden in room games. Ah, oh, they yes. loved that the, shit. The like, <laughs> clicking, the click yeah. adventures and such. Yeah, those yeah, things. Those are, oh. You know. If you ever sort by popularity on Steam, which I've done, uh, it, and just go through like the first couple hundred, there's a surprising number of uh, find the the thing that's wrong in the picture games. You know what I mean? Mm. Like g- these adventure games, where yeah. you go through and you click and you like find a thing and you do little puzzles and stuff. Those are super popular, and that that falls into that's a whole thing about what's reported. Like those are games that no one talks about. <laughs> like it's like why and that? they do super well exactly it's surprising it's not an audience that's served by the media but well the the media doesn't talk about like the games that kids are really interested in because kids are not listening no and the media that's doesn't true. talk about the games that the elderly are really interested they in don't care either <laughs> they're all they, coming they in also... GameStop and asking me questions genuinely exactly. i would get people coming in and being like particularly elderly people actually there was a few a good few that i would see on the reg that would come in like once every couple of weeks or once a month and just be like, sup, what's new? What should I get? And I'd be like, oh, cool. You haven't been in for like a month. There's this, there's this, there's this. You might like this. I reckon you'd like that. Like those huh. sort of people. That was cool. But uh, yeah, it would be like, it was kind of easier. It, the Xbox One and the PS4 were a bit more difficult to decide which one you'd want because between the 360 and the PS3, you could have like the whole discussion of if you want a media center versus if you want what i consider to be a better games machine like i thought the xbox 360 was a better games machine than the playstation 3 playstation mm-hmm. 3 however if you're more interested in playing fifa and call of duty every now and again but you'd like something that plays blu-rays and is actually quite a good media center ps3 if you want to play a lot of games xbox 360 mm-hmm. you already know if you want a Wii, so that wouldn't really be a debate but like with the PS4 and the Xbox One, it was always a bit more difficult because it was kind of like, I'd always just be like, they're kind of the same. Like, especially when the prices went level. Because at first it was like, well, the Xbox One costs more, like by a hundred pounds. And that's just for the Connect. Do you want a Connect? If the answer is <laughs> yes, then yeah. But if it's like, oh, I don't really care. It's like, get a PS4 then. Like, <laughs> it's a hundred pounds cheaper and it's the same games practically. And that was still the case when they became the same price. It was like, are you super worried about a specific thing? Like, do you really want Halo? Like, if you really want Halo, you're probably not asking me this question anyway. Because, like, you already know. Yeah. But, like, if you if you don't know, I'm like, honestly, they're pretty similar. Like, neither one is better than the other in terms of hardware. Neither one is better than the other in terms of <laughs> games, if you're not you worried about exclusives. Hold up on... Hold up Uncharted and hold up, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, like which one do you want? Halo. Like, because you won't say, get one um, or the other. <laughs> so, I guess as an indie developer, if you want indie games and more stuff like that, I think PS4 is probably winning at the moment. Uh, it's very odd because, and I guess as an indie developer, this isn't the 
thing you want to hear. I don't know. But no one would ever come in and ask for what's better for indie games. Because no. the, well, I guess you know, right? The people that know about indie games already know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's an issue. They already market. know what they want. Like <laughs> They're weird. The indie gamers are weirder gamers. I was telling you before about how uh, most people come back and they play their one game. Indie gamers are obviously the exception. These are mm. people who are constantly on the lookout for a new short title. These are people who are constantly playing shorter titles. The, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of indie gamers, but like the stereotypical indie gamer has a larger library of games they play by yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's... And yeah, it's... The, they're more, there are more indie PS4 games, I think, than there are Xbox One. It feels like it, which is such a shame because the 360 really, again, which is why I would, if you were a bit more into games than a surface level, I would always recommend the 360. Because the 360, I don't know, that was such a good console. I loved the Xbox 360. Yeah. Like, it was, like, yeah, the marketplace was so good for indie games. That's kind of, that. that is where I found out what an indie game was. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware of indie games until yeah. Xbox Live XBLA. Arcade showed me them. Like, <laughs> then I was like, oh, wow, okay, that so... Was- Super That's Meat the crowning Boy. moment. Yeah, like I mean, Steam obviously will beat out all of these. Oh, 100%. Ga- like, 100%. no question. But, I, I, but yeah, I didn't have a PC. was the shit. I didn't have a PC that could play games until like this year, <laughs> like because uh, yes. they're so expensive. So I, I never had one. Like, it's like, do you want to spend like over a thousand pounds, and also it's not going to one hundred percent work all the time, however fucking much you spend. <laughs> or do you want to spend like 300 pounds and get the thing that works every time you put a disc in it so yeah I'll do yeah. that that makes way more sense i dude i live in a bubble where because everybody i know is a programmer it's just yeah. a given that we all have pcs right oh it's so the same. I, I forget yeah. that like that's not an option like everybody i know is a programmer or an artist and we needed pcs from the second we graduated yeah, from, university we were gonna yeah yeah so Whereas, not having a PC just doesn't compute sometimes. Like, I forget that there are people that don't have PCs, which The majority. That's the thing. Not all PCs that can play games. Like, I had a yeah. PC, but I didn't have a PC that was... I've never had a PC that was capable of playing good games to the level that console was. Like I said, until this year. Because I'd never been able to afford one. My family had never been able to afford one. Like, we yeah. had a PC, and I could go on the internet, but I couldn't play games on it. Because every time you put a game in it, it didn't work. <laughs> like, that was, like, an ongoing joke of my childhood. It was like, Ella, we'll try the Toy Story game. Oh, please work. <laughs> and, like, it looked like an on it, and it's like, this ain't going to work on a 486. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But, uh, I mean, we, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I love the Xbox 360. It was such a good console. And, yeah, I guess the PS4 is, but... Even then, it doesn't feel like thing like indie games are pushed quite as much no. as they were no, on really. the Xbox Live Arcade days. And then Sony kind of started picking up on that as it went along a little bit. But when X- XBLA was like at its height of like showing you indie games, it was like it was a thing. And it was like all my friends that I knew weren't as into games as me, but we'd play games. They were all playing like the indie games because you'd go on and like every week it would feel like there's ah oh, the new what's the new one cool, and it would just be an awesome game that was cheaper like that that was all you knew and it was like this is sweet, and you got yeah. to know the developers by like the stories that would come out about them and that was so cool that was a good time yeah <laughs> that was a good time golden ages of indie development man yeah. those are the days Jesus I Someday. can't I can't remember. The goddamn name of the game, the sort of first big game on Xbox Live Arcade that was by uh, 
Oh god, I can't even remember his name. And he made that game recently that was on an island and it was all puzzles and Alright, you're talking about um Braid? Yes, Braid! Oh god, yes. that was killing with Jonathan me. Jonathan Blow. With Jonathan Blow. Oh, why can't I... It was really killing me that I couldn't remember that. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> I remember like... Braid coming out and I remember going around my friend's house and him sitting there playing it and just watching him playing it and because I couldn't play it because it was all puzzles and it confused the shit out of me. But like, <laughs> I loved watching it and I just remember seeing it and it was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Like, what is this? And then it having the weird story and it, it all felt so different and alternative and new because it was, it, I don't know, it was... At the uh, time, it was totally, yeah, at the time, it was just so totally different. It was like, it felt like it was subverting the story of Mario, which is, you know, something you hadn't seen before. And it, it was, yeah... Oh man, I miss those days. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm looking, thinking back to it, and I'm like, God, that was so cool. Like that was, that was really, I think, like a big, a big part of me being excited about the industry. Like I, I don't think I'd thought about that before. I think that was yeah. a, that was a time that I was actually first like, oh shit, I know the name of people that made these games, and like beyond Hideo Kojima, and like. uh few of the people that made Final Fantasy, a few of the people that worked at, like ID or id. I always said id. I don't know what one it is. Yeah, but... that's, it's id. It's fine. Cool. Good. <laughs> it's one of those ones you always read, but you never said out loud to anyone because no one, I wasn't talking to anyone that was talking about id software. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I knew, uh -huh. like John Romero, I knew John Romero's name, but like, these were very isolated cases, but I don't know. It got exciting when it was like, oh, it's just the dude who just made this game himself rather than it being this magical thing that just appeared. It was like, you yeah. could find out how this one dude made it. It was like, oh it, shit. A bunch of that happened at the same time. And it yeah. happened largely because Steam made it possible to, to release a game, um, an indie game to everybody. Yeah. I, 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 there was no one thing that made Oh god, uh, no! But indie is suddenly possible, but uh, so many things happened all of a sudden at once, and all of a sudden, yeah. like everybody in the industry looked around and was like, "Wait, we could shit make money off quit this. Quit our quit our jobs and just do this at home. <sighs> we don't have to work for the man anymore." Super like, Meat it was Boy an was interesting oh. time to be in the industry when that was going on. I can imagine. Like I remember Super Meat Boy coming to Xbox Live, which was so exciting because like we, but me and my friend were like super into Newgrounds. And, like, my friend would make animations for Newgrounds. He was inspired to, like, he teaches animation at a university now. Like, he's the head yeah. lecturer of, like, a university department. And, yeah, he does that now. That's weird. So I <laughs> hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> You're like, I haven't spoken to him in a little while. So I was just like, oh, shit. But You're like, we wait, were... he, he did a thing and he did something so well. Now he teaches other people <laughs> he, how to do he that He teaches thing. other people how to do that. That's, That's crazy. crazy. We used to just fuck around together, and now he teaches people at a university. He runs a. We don't need syllabus. to know about your sex life, Chris. Like, it's fine. It's well the things I've seen on that man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, and that's how we got one more listener. It is, yay! Uh, <laughs> He's gonna make sure we never talk about him again. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, uh, we were both super into Newgrounds, and so we were aware of Meat Boy. Because Meat Boy was a really fun game. We played on Newgrounds. Then when Super Meat Boy was coming out, and it was coming out on the Xbox, it was like, oh my god. Like, we're going to actually get to play this on a console? Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. I remember following Especially that whole thing. Yeah, because back then, it like now, plugging a controller into your PC is the thing that people don't even think about. Yeah. But that, w that was not normal. No. Like, the, that was... the, it was a Flash game. Like, it was a totally different world. Like, so yeah. the idea that this there... little thing that you felt invested in 
was suddenly going to be on your games machine it, it felt super legit and it felt like something it felt like we were a part of it which was exciting about it that's awesome Man. yeah even though we weren't like we weren't a part of it at all but it felt like our thing was becoming legit which was super exciting kind of weird oh, i guess like you know how old people always go on about punk rock all the time no well there's always that i was in this before it was cool yeah, before exactly. everybody else knew about it i knew about it there's always that personal like i called it i knew this was gonna be big i'm a peacemaker really, it was really nice though big, like it's it, big and i was right because like it, it wasn't one of those things where it was like because you know like it's like oh and then it went mainstream and it was bullshit which was all that 90s grunge culture where everyone was sad about their things being liked this was like <laughs> genuinely like oh this is brilliant like like this game is out and like yeah all these cool games are out and oh man check it out like oh it's great it's great being a game developer too during that time because it was like you're rooting for them you're like oh my god that guy quit his job and he's an indie and he's trying to make it and he made it and he did it and he's rich yeah you know it's like watching someone have that dream now it's cliche like now it's like i i read in the news um of somebody from Vicarious Visions, like two people just left there to start a game studio. I think there's, if I look at Gamma Sutra today, like somebody new from AAA just left to form a new studio today. Mm. Be a AAA person going indie is cliche and like an over, overdone news story. It's a career path now. Like you can genuinely yeah, do that. But it it wasn't like that initially. No. Initially, those first few people, you were like, you're doing what? Oh my god, this might not work. This will probably not work. Yeah. Oh, I hope it works oh my god they did it like you're rooting for them so hard those first indie games were um just transformative for the industry I think, yeah. and, and just really especially because that was the time of the industry when crunch was particularly bad uh Jeez, yeah you heard the stories seeing some people yeah seeing you heard some the stories at the just... time as well because the developers were coming out and talking about that as being a factor as to why they wanted to do their own thing yep yeah it was a it was a weird awesome empowering time to be in the industry mm. it still is the industry is oh, still... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, especially if you're... Uh, like, now there's schisms. I have nothing in common with a mobile developer who has nothing in common with a VR developer. Like, mm. it, now the industry is so big, you you pick which part of the industry you're in, and you live in that space, in a way. Like, you're, you're in... Before, you'd be game industry famous. Now you're, like, indie game industry famous, or AAA game industry famous... Or VR game industry famous. And I can't tell you who the VR game industry famous people are. I guess I can't actually. They're from Alchemy Labs. But like for the <laughs> I most guess I part. Can. It's these people specifically. <laughs> but it, like I don't know as much about that space. And yeah. when I was in AAA, I knew none of the indie game except for Jonathan Blow and like a handful that were extremely notorious. I didn't know yeah. any famous indie game developers. Anyway, yeah. Uh we should probably wrap this up. We've been talking for ages. It's always fun talking to you, Chris. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks for joining me today, by the way. And I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I will. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, too. Do you eat uh, turkey you and eat? stuff? Like, uh, do you celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, we That's don't... all Thanksgiving is. It's eating. Yeah, like, we just don't... So you know. This country doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving because obviously it's got nothing to do with this country whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but... I would imagine... I was just surprised you even knew about it. I was well, like, yeah, I, it I, I do, and this will be the second year that me, uh, my partner, and a friend of ours have done it. Purely because it's just like, fuck it, why not? It's fun. We get to b- cook a big roast. Well, my partner and my friend, they cook the roast dinner, and I sit and watch uh, NFL. Like, <laughs> Yeah, NFL. Uh, it is a good day. I love it. I loved it. 
uh, yes, it is a great holiday. It's a holiday about football, American football, and food. Yeah. I hope you have a, a lovely one. And then, obviously, consumption through buying things on Black Friday. It's the plan. So It's going to be good. Excellent. It was great talking to you, Chris. Thanks, Gwen. All right. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light. Uh, and you've been listening to The Dialogue Box. You were in The Dialogue Box. Yes!